0: So, I'm here with former Illinois Congressman and syndicated conservative talk radio host, Joe Walsh. Uh, I'm
1: honored to speak with you this morning. How are you doing today? Oh, quit saying honored. It's damn good to be with you, my friend. Thank you for the invitation. For sure. You know, uh, I
0: met you at the uh, University of Chicago, the Institute of Politics, uh, when you were seeking the Republican nomination. You uh, later suspended your campaign campaign after being booed at the Iowa caucus for saying that we (laughs) need the honest, decent president that puts the country first. Um, You basically, you know, came to the conclusion that Trump is unbeatable and the Republican party has become a cult. Uh, Do you think in the 2024 election that uh, Trump is
1: still unbeatable? Hey Ryan, he's the man. It's, it's his party. Um, And that's not going to change if, If he wants to run for president in 2024, no Republican will challenge him. Uh, I stand by everything I said when I left the Republican Party about a year and a half ago. It's a cult. It's a cult that embraces uh, an authoritarian. And I I just don't see that changing soon.
0: And, you know, I think that's really crazy after everything that's happened, you know, with the insurrection, you know, uh, COVID. You know, which like, you know, he played a large part in, uh, you know, um, you've said on your podcast, uh, Fuck Silence with Joe Walsh, that you get down sometimes uh, because you lost your talk radio show because of your opposition to Trump. You know, uh, like, you know, uh, in retrospect, would you have did anything differently?
1: (laughs) Ryan, that's such a damn good question. No, look, by I was a Republican and a conservative. And almost four years ago, I stood up in public and said, that man sucks. He's bad. He's dangerous. The minute I did that, Ryan, I began to lose everything. My my radio show, my career, I can never get elected as a Republican again. I get death threats all the time. So it sucks. I lost everything. But no, I could never have done anything differently because I can only say what I believe. and. You and I may disagree on some issues, but our country comes first and it comes before any personal benefits I might have.
0: You actually get death threats from Trump supporters.
1: All the time. From the moment I came out publicly against him. And and by the way, Ryan, I'm not alone on that. Any Republican, uh, Liz Cheney, uh, Adam Kinzinger, who I got elected with, any of us who are publicly against Trump that's part of what you have to deal with. And some of my former colleagues in Congress, uh, they're cowards because they feel the same way about Trump. They just don't have the balls to say it.
0: Yeah, and you see that a lot, like, you know, because uh, some of the things that Trump did while he was president are indefensible. You know, there's no way to uh, justify it or explain it if you're a rational uh, human being. And, you know, uh, leading up to the, the insurrection, you know, um, a lot of people were, you know, uh, talking yesterday about the coverage that the Capitol Police testifying about the, the attempted coup in the Capitol riot. And you called out uh, Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity and uh, Tucker Carlson, so many others who chose uh, to attack the Capitol Police who were defending democracy. What are, what are your thoughts about that?
1: What what the fu- pardon my language, Ryan? What the fuck? Is Sean Hannity. Laura Ingram, Tucker Carlson, let's just be clear cowards. They're going to attack. Think about this, Ryan. You really got to, yet we've always had a choice, right? Our democracy was attacked on January 6th. We can either attack the people who attacked our democracy. Or we can attack the people who tried to defend our democracy that day. These fucking cowards on Fox News, they attack the cops who just tried to defend our capital? But, but, but Ryan, I, I go to I'm older than you. I go to bed every night sad because I talk to Trump supporters every day. They all believe this shit that Hannity puts out. They believe it all.
0: And uh, one of the things you were making a point about how, like, a lot of them are vaccinated, but, like, you know, they talk about on Fox News, uh, you know, tell the viewers not to get vaccinated.
1: I guarantee, hey, Ryan, I guarantee you Tucker Carlson got vaccinated as soon as he could. I mean, think about this. I guarantee you he did. But yet every single night he tells his audience not to get vaccinated. What do you call that? I'm, I, I mean, I'm asking you, Ryan. I don't know what to call that. You get yourself vaccinated, and then you tell your audience not to. What is that?
0: It's hypocrisy. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of hypocrites. Um, you know. Uh, speaking of hypocrites, you know, Charlie Kirk, he went on a tirade against uh Simone Bowes yesterday. You were actually um on the Turning Point USA Advisory Board, but left because of the organization becoming uh, intertwined with the Trump administration. You said on Twitter yesterday, you were sorry that you helped Charlie Kirk get started. Charlie Kirk get started.
1: You know what, Ryan, you know me and you follow me. I've spent a lot of the last three to four years apologizing a lot, apologizing for helping. uh, Look, I I helped make Trump what Trump was. Um, I, I helped... Seed the ground for a guy like Trump to come. And I I have to live with that. And I do everything I can every day to make up for that. Same thing with Charlie Kirk. I knew the guy when he was in high school. I helped get TPUSA off the ground. Um, I believed, uh, Ryan, in the original mission of TPUSA. I know Charlie Kirk well. He sold his fucking soul to Trump. He's not alone, but he did that. And the, the minute Charlie did that five years ago, I left TP USA uh, because it no longer stood for its original mission. Now this guy, Ryan, you nailed it. He, he goes after that heroic gymnast. What, who, by the way, could kick his ass, but, but Charlie Kirk is all about the grift. He's probably the worst of the grifters.
0: Yeah. Uh- I, I don't know like you know if he's like necessarily the worst. Uh, I've met Charlie Kirk and I don't think he's he's necessarily uh the worst of individuals but like I was kind of like offended by his statements about Simone Biles and you see this a lot of times like with different conservative commentators who I believe are are decent people uh deep down I I think like some of the things and stuff and everything they they can't believe all the things that they spew uh like on social media sometimes do you think that it's a lot of times like people fighting for attention like you know just to get clicks like you I, I, know- hey
1: hey Ryan i know all these people well i think it's half and half i think it's partly the the world they're in and the more outrageous you are the more clicks you get and uh you know there was a day back when when i would do some of that as well but they also believe some of this shit. Um, Because they're part of a cult. So they follow the cult leader. Donald Trump, Ryan, came out a week ago and said, it's a really good thing our women's soccer team lost. And so now you've got members of the GOP cult cheering against American Olympic athletes.
0: Right. Like, you know, uh, it's kind of outrageous. I think like, you know, um, and a a lot of uh, that becomes because like, there's, there's a a whole divide in the Republican party where uh, they don't want anybody to protest like systemic racism. I was looking at something that you said yesterday, specifically on Twitter where um, systemic racism can exist and all Americans aren't racist basically. And like, you know, those aren't like, you know, contradictory statements. And I, I agree that with that. I don't think like most
1: Americans are racist. But yet, but yet, Ryan, and I've learned from, I learned the last four or five years talking to black American men and women. I opened my eyes and I learned that there still is systemic racism. Ryan, I don't know what you think. I think most cops are decent public servants, but I guarantee you cops don't treat black lives like they treat white lives. Those things aren't contradictory, but that's an example of systemic institutional racism. You cannot be a Republican today, Ryan, and admit that. You just can't. And
0: that's, uh, you know, I think like one of the big issues uh, you said, like I think at the, um, the Institute of Politics, you were talking about how like, you know, uh, you feel politically homeless. Do you still feel that way, like, you know, uh, like, you know, even like, you know, with upcoming movements, like uh, the Serve America movement, for instance?
1: Yeah, I look uh, again, I'm an old fart. I'm an old white guy. You're young. You got a lot of life ahead of you. Um, I've been a Republican my whole life. That window, that door has shut. Um, I, I, I can never be a Republican again. I respect the Democrats, but on policy, I'm not a Democrat. I hope, Ryan, someday soon, we have a viable third party, a center left, center right, let's get some shit kind of done party. I think that's where most Americans are. But until something like that comes around, I, I don't have a party to belong to. It's kind of a weird feeling.
0: No, like I could uh, totally understand that. Uh, like, what do you think was like the shift in like your thinking? Because, like, you know, you've made, like, you know, some outrageous remarks that you've apologized for in the past, you know, uh, like, one of the things at the Institute of Politics, you said, like, the person that you would probably apologize first to would be Barack Obama. Amen. And, like, you know, because, like, you know, um, obviously, you questioned him about his citizenship. And, uh, you know, you made some other, like, you know, uh, remarks and stuff, everything that were kind of questionable, like, what was the shift in your
1: thinking and stuff that, well, you know what, Ryan, and I don't know if I mentioned this, but, but Trump really, Trump woke me up. Trump, the election of Trump was like somebody poured ice cold water over my face. And I had to do some real self-examining, like, did I ever sound like him? I went to Washington 10 years ago, Ryan. I was all about policy, fighting for the policies I believed in. Obama was president. He and I disagree on most policies sometimes I let those policy disagreements get personal. Uh, and I've apologized to the former president. Um, Trump does that every day. So, so watching Trump for five years uh, really kind of scared me straight. It, it forced me to change my tone and look at where I helped divide this country. I still believe the things I believe on policy, But I don't engage in that ugly personal stuff anymore. Uh, Talking about policy. So, like, in 2018, um, I guess actor Sasha
0: Barrett-Cohen, he posed as a fake Israeli anti-terror expert (laughs) on Showtime's Who's America. And uh, he got you to voice your support for arming
1: children as a solution to school shootings. (laughs) It, it, Ryan, I'll make it easy for you, my friend. No, I don't believe five and six year olds should be armed. Look, look, I got, he's very good at what he does. And he flew me out to Washington, D.C. He put me up in a hotel. He gave me a big award as a supporter of Israel. And then, you know, he had me read a bunch of stuff that Israel does. And within the 30 minutes of the stuff I was reading, he inserted this little bit about four and five-year-olds and guns. Um, He fooled me. Do I believe it? No. But when you get fooled like that, Ryan, by a really, you know, a master at it, all you can do is say, I fucked up. No, I don't believe it. I don't mean it. Uh, he, He got me. Good on him. But, but, but Ryan, you know, when you're a public person like I am, that kind of shit can happen.
0: Right, right. Of course. And, uh, you know, he's gotten a lot of, a lot of people in the past and stuff and everything. That's something he's very skilled at. Um, You know, uh, you've talked about like, you know, conservative radio. We talked about it a little bit before, but like, you know, uh, do you ever see yourself going back to radio?
1: Well, a funny thing, Ryan, is I tried to. Uh, and I lost my radio show again two months ago for the second time because I'm anti-Trump. And the, look, the owner of the, the radio show station I was on doesn't want an anti-Trump voice. So right now, there's zero room in conservative talk radio for a conservative like me who's anti-Trump. I'm not going to complain or whine about it. That's the market at work. I, I don't think, Ryan, so I don't think there's any room for me in conservative talk radio. Uh,
0: do you think at, like, some point that this will change? Like, because eventually Trump, Trump can't live forever, like, hopefully. You know, uh, not that, like, I'm, I'm wishing him to, to die or anything. But, like, you know, that that is a, a, a fact that is eventually going to happen because he's, he's old. So, like, you know, Trump can't be around forever.
1: Here's what I think, Ryan. I think we're watching the death of the Republican Party. I don't think we realize it yet. I think the Republican Party is dying as a national party. I think it's going to be a really strong regional party, and it will be strong in red state America. Um, uh, it, It cannot be saved. I'm a Republican. I was a Republican. I believe in freedom, opportunity, and tolerance, and all of that. There's no room in the Republican Party for that. And Ryan, I don't think that's changing. I think the party's got to burn to the ground, and something new eventually is going to replace it. Wow. Um, What's next for you? Uh, I can't announce it yet, but I've got, my friend, I've got a couple – interesting new projects coming up. And I'll give you a hint, Ryan, you, you probably wouldn't have liked me five or six years ago, because I was that crazy ass tea party guy. Um, and I did build up a lot of walls. I did, as you said, I helped divide America. I'm, I'm going to launch a couple projects to try to help to heal the divide. And you'll learn about it, hopefully in the next couple of weeks.
0: Man, that's amazing. Uh, you know, I think like, you know, um, I learned a lot like, you know, from you, like seeing you speak at the Institute of Politics and yeah. you are the voice of reason because um, I, I like the, the, the concept of a lot of the things that go on in the Republican Party is like as far as free market capitalism. But, you know, I'm turned off by some of the xenophobia, you know, like when people start, you know, attacking George Floyd, who was murdered by a police officer because like, you know, what I mean, he's he's getting a statue. You know, and stuff everything, I think that's like, you know, kind of like troublesome. It's like where do I really fit in, like, you know, in, in the Republican Party, but like I share some of the beliefs because some of the beliefs, like, you know, make perfect sense when you compare it to socialism.
1: Amen, Ryan. Amen. And the the original Republican Party should be able to interest a guy like you, because freedom and free markets is a hell of a lot better than socialism. Uh, but 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 here's the problem, and, and this makes me unusual. I'm like a reformed gangbanger. I got out of that gang, and now I'm trying to get the gangs talking. But the Republican Party gang, Ryan, we're really talking about old white guys and old white women, and people of color want nothing to do with the party. Young people want nothing to do with the party. That's why I literally believe it's dying, because it does have this intolerant, bigoted, white nationalist bent to it that's anathema to everything you and I believe.
0: Definitely. Uh, Thank you so much, Joe Walsh. Uh, I really appreciate speaking with you.
1: Hey, Ryan, you're good, man. Damn good conversation. Stay in touch, my friend. Most definitely.